Let's take you back to the very beginning. How did you get into marketing and become a content marketer? Um, first of all, this is a very funny thing. And if I think about it, I've never really said this to anybody outside my mom. We're getting the exclusive. The, yes. <laughs> this is Marketing Over Wine. A podcast where we talk to the marketers behind the companies, strategies, and campaigns you see in the world today. You get to share the strategies and tools they use, how they manage their earnings and price their services, and the mistakes and successes they have made in their career. So whether you're just starting out in marketing and need to learn the ropes, or you're an experienced marketer seeking fresh perspectives, or a business owner looking for insights to boost your brand, you're in the right place. Each episode is an unfiltered masterclass, so come join us. I am your host, Olaumi Olaniyi. Hello and welcome to the Marketing Over Wine podcast. On today's episode, I have Margaret Etudor. Margaret is a medical writer, creator, LinkedIn manager, and founder of the Writing Hackers Academy, where she coaches aspiring and existing writers on becoming in-demand talent. Over the years, Margaret has worked with prominent brands like Medical News Today, Forbes, WebMD, Healthline Media, and Fitbit, amongst others. Thank you for joining me, Margaret. You're welcome. And thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Um, I don't think there's, you know, anything to add after you have finished glorifying my existence. <laughs> it's really amazing to have you here. When I stumbled on your page, I told myself, I knew I needed to interview you for this episode. So thank you for joining in. You're welcome. Thank you for having me once again. All right. Let's take it right back to the very beginning. How did you get into marketing and become a content marketer? What's the story and what's the blueprint for it? Um, first of all, this is a very funny thing. And if I think about it, I've never really said this to anybody outside my mom. We're getting the exclusive. (laughs) Yes. Um, I started this whole thing, this freelance writing thing, um, in 2019 and I would say 2019 December, I started talking about it with my mom and one other person, you know, close to me at that time. I was saying that I wanted to start helping people to do their maths assignment. Don't scream. I know it's like, how did we get to this point? But that's what it's (laughs) for No, no, it's fine. Uh, We're very open-minded. Yeah, I wanted to start helping people to do their math homework i know that time check chegg.com yeah yeah they help people to do assignments so i thought oh can i work under them and help them to you know do because i was very good and i still am good in math it was my favorite subject at that time and it wasn't really forthcoming i wasn't really seeing what i wanted but i knew that i wanted to do something online and it had to do with helping people to do something and so it was between doing maths and doing um um, articles essays writing essays for people you know that kind of thing just had something to do with helping college students because i knew that and this is not to shade anyone but i knew that okay the regular um college student abroad is typically lazy when it comes to doing assignments and i felt like okay i can do this for you in exchange for someone and yeah i started to put my eye into that field and then early 2020 like it was like the handwriting on the wall kind of thing Mm -hmm. i was like god was supporting me he still is and i was like okay 
I want to go into freelance writing. So that was the period of, you know, COVID was looming. And um, I saw this flyer from my friend's friend. So my friend's friend, I don't know my friend's friend, but I know my friend and I had her number on WhatsApp. (laughs) So I saw the flyer that she posted for her own friend on her status. And I was like, oh, okay. The person was teaching freelance writing. It was going to be a three-day class. At that time, I just knew, you know, I just got into pharmacy school. So I was still trying to figure out how to manage my labs and read my book because from the foundation I was coming from, I'm this kind of person that reads like every other day that I am being taught. So I was trying to manage how I would write a lab manual for four hours that is expected of me to submit the next day and still read. Mm-hmm. I didn't really have time to learn anything, but I knew I wanted to do this. So I hopped on it. I paid. And at that time, I didn't even have that money. It was 2000 naira. Yes, but I didn't have it. Wow. That was how broke I was. I brought that from my mom. And I can tell you that it has been a wonderful journey. That was how I got into I mean, that time, I didn't have time to even do the class with them. But I went back shortly after that um, period covid happened everyone was sent home mm-hmm. and i had enough time to go back listen learn and like i think one or two months after i got my first client and then wow. the rest is history but yeah that's how i started this whole thing called you know content writing is a subset of content marketing which is like a little player in the world of online marketing digital marketing yeah so that's how i got into it and i started becoming better i started building my personal brand last two years or it was last two years 2021 december i registered my company that's that's great news you know it's been wonderful since then i've been pushing it and now i'm focusing on medical communications for health brands to help them to you know reach their patients their mm-hmm. audience and professionals with marketing and that's what we're doing at Medical. well done well done that that's a really amazing story that's a really amazing background story yeah that's my story and from what you said i was able to see the power of connections that's one part there because yeah. If you were not connected to this friend who posted the other friend's flyer, yes. you would have not most likely not gotten into marketing through that route. Yes. So power of connection. Exactly. All right. You mentioned the content marketing is a subset or is a huge part of content writing. So if you were to explain content marketing to say a five-year-old or in a layman term, how would you explain content marketing? Okay. So I would just say that content marketing is using content in its various forms to talk about your business okay let's say you have a product maybe you sell um let's say a car phone holder so you sell this um this you know these car phone holders that uber drivers use for holding their phone up in their car yeah so that's what your company is all about those kind of accessories car accessories now a content marketer's job is to use means of like videos blogs infographics what not email social media to help you reach an audience yeah reach the people who you are trying to sell it to they're using content to tell your own story okay mm. and content is what what we're doing right now is content it's podcast it's yeah form of yeah content video is content email is mm-hmm. content social that's why i feel like when you go on google i feel like google hasn't done justice to what content marketing mm. is and the reason why i say so is because 
when you go to Google and tell them the different branches of marketing, digital marketing, they will tell you content marketing, email marketing, mobile marketing, video marketing, um, SEO, PPC. Yes, yeah. But the thing is, content marketing on itself is a huge factor. When you talk about blogs, when you talk about, you know, promoting a business through the blogs, content marketing, you know, when you say blogs, there's SEO. Yeah. There. When you talk about content marketing, you say video marketing is different from content marketing. Yeah. Yes, I understand that if I want to go into video marketing, I may do some things that I would not necessarily bother about in content marketing. But content marketing talks about videos, it talks about emails, it talks about podcasts, it talks about social media, it talks about even mobile marketing. As long as you are trying to tell a brand story, whichever means you use is content marketing. And that's just exactly hmm. what I'll say it is. That's deep. <laughs> that's deep. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Uh, you mentioned uh, shortly after you attended the freelance um, writing course, you got your first job. Yeah. So how has the progression been since then? And if you can share, what was the salary like at the very beginning? Now, the reason why I'm asking this question is because the purpose of this podcast basically is to draw up a form of blueprint for people to follow someone who is just getting into marketing. So if you ask anyone that how much exactly is a content marketer supposed to hand with no job experience everyone has different ideas yeah yeah so to know your own perspective now what was your first job like and what was the pay like for that job okay so um my first job and i'm going to be very transparent okay. because we, i believe love that. that some people have this um, idea that once you are doing something online that has to slightly or is indirectly in tech you have a lot of money See, <laughs> my first client the first one i had i found it on linkedin and it was even by mistake that's how as what how i see it the people they were indians and they were paying me a thousand naira for one article that was a thousand words oh, so wow. let's just say one naira per word oh wow but for me who started with a bank account that only had 100 naira inside 1000 naira per article as at 2020 a broke college student was very big for me. True. I'm not even going to exaggerate. Now, that is not what it has been all through the years. God has been faithful. But I'm just going to tell you that my students, many of them have succeeded and superseded my own beginning and that's my own joy right yeah so it's not i don't have a, a yardstick one yardstick for everyone or one size fits all i'll just say that this is what this is how my own path went now if you want to actually make something in this writing and marketing the most important thing that people are looking for that would determine or even give you mouth to say, oh, this is what I want to end, is a portfolio. True. So if you do not have that, it's be hard for you to tell someone that they should even pay you to begin with. And if at all you have a portfolio, how solid is your portfolio? What are your bylines? Hmm. Okay. These are the things that you want to understand. Now, I have some people on social media that I'm connected to either by following or we are close friends. These people took like a year plus to get their, their article featured for free on a website that they know that can help them. I had to continuously pitch Forbes when I got into their um, writing circle. I had to pitch them for a year wow. before I got before they hired me. One year, that's 12 months. That's 365 days. Oh, wow. So how many people are willing to do that? These are the things that, you know, when you want to start making money from writing, the first thing that should be in your head is portfolio. Yeah. And I know I teach my students, okay, when you write, you should, you know, push it out there, put it on Medium, LinkedIn, wherever, whatever. But I also advise you try and get your name on another person's blog 
dialogue yeah try yeah. and get yourself there because it's going to help you a long way by the time clients start asking oh can you show us three clips that are relevant to our brand yeah you will be confident to share that's true so that's, that's exactly true. that's my own advice that's how i got you know that's exactly where i started from that's the progression that's what i feel like if you want to start writing you should focus on that thank you for explaining that thank you most people don't exactly see the work in progress people are just more concerned with the finished products to see that yes you've worked with these brands but they don't exactly know where you're coming from or what the process has been like Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. That leads me to how did you get to work with WebMD, this renowned brand? You've talked about Forbes now having to pitch them for over a year. But how did you even get into their circle, the writer's circle? What is the process of marketing leads for you? How do you get clients to write for? Okay, so um, for WebMD, it was actually a referral, and I thank God for Bob. Shout out to Bob. Shout out to Bob. So I sent him a message. I wasn't looking to work with WebMD. I was actually looking to work with Medscape, which is like a brother site to WebMD. But what they were posting on Medscape at that time, I didn't have the, uh, my portfolio didn't match with their brand. So he just sent me a contact in WebMD that would actually, you know, take my work that they appreciated what I was writing. And yeah. Power of connection again. Yeah. Yes, like sincerely and then for healthline for healthline i was reached out to so you know this thing where i talk about linkedin you know optimizing your profile and all of that it's yeah, really important. yeah and that was how i got the job for healthline therefore fitbit Fitbit is a quite complicated story so i saw one of my connections on linkedin i feel like this whole story about me is just connection connection it's, connection. A, it's very so beautiful to one, see yeah sincerely one of my connections on linkedin i went through her experience section and found out that she's working with pfizer and she like she writes for pfizer okay. and i was like okay you write for pfizer you're also a freelance health writer how did you get it and all of that and she told me that oh she actually is in touch with an agency that connects her with these big brands and i'm like oh which agency and she told me and then i was like oh okay she gave me a contact i started talking to them and fast forward they gave me the job oh, well, wow. it took like a while before they connected me with fitbit which was then their client and i was able to write an article for fitbit through them nice. so, yeah that is how i got fitbit i do not have anybody's contact in fitbit but through that agency i was able to get featured on fitbit are you able to share the agency oh industry dive industry, industry dive. dive shout out to industry yeah. dive too <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> all right you get hired by a brand and then the brand is a startup or let's say an established brand who is just relaunching a new feature and they're asking you to help with the launch what advice would you give them to get the word out there based on your experience with content marketing well the advice i'll give them is plenty they should get ready to get a paper and a book oh yeah because <laughs> the thing is that if you are trying to come out you have to first of all ask yourself what is my usp what is my unique selling point yeah what is it that i know that okay other brands they don't have is it that your brand is your own product is cheaper are you more affordable what is it as little as you think it is it really matters because when i start talking about when we start talking about messaging we start trying to promote and amplify your brand voice everyone wants to hear what is different mm -hmm. okay now if i wanted to sell something let's say lg was bringing out a new washing machine model into the market how do you knock off thermocool how do you knock off all these people that have been here for long yeah. okay 
LG does this. What does it do? It helps to um, reduce the amount of light you use to power the washing machine. Okay, it doesn't need so much water for you to use and wash your clothes. It's quick it's fast these are the things that i want to hear yeah so it helps me to know okay these are the things we're going to focus on we're not talking about washing machine we're talking about the economy in this nigeria and how people want to save on bills yeah and so lg can help you to stay stress-free yeah. yet get your clothes washed so these are the things i'll tell that brand what is your unique selling point and then when you're done what are the channels you want to use to promote are you using social media if yes would we be in would we be contacting influencers are we looking at influencer marketing it's very important or are we looking at ugc hmm. ugc is cheaper but it's as effective as influencer marketing so which one are we looking at are we looking at using your own social media channels is it strong enough are we going to get people that will help us with ppc pay-per-click ads google ads and all of that yeah that's what we are going to ask ourselves and so when we're done you know the target audience will influence the platforms and channels we use to promote that brand so that's exactly what i'll be looking at if i am trying to tell a, a new brand or a startup or a brand that wants to launch a new product exactly what to do what are you looking at yeah and then when you find out the plan we can now decide to bring the experts that are needed at each point to ensure that this project runs smoothly and there's no hitch yeah like from the graphic designers to the project managers everyone has to be on board everyone has to be carried along we should have like a small team that will carry out this thing like you know heads and yeah. heads like maybe yeah. there you're going to hire like three graphic designers but only a graphic designer or creative team lead will be in the meeting of people who are trying to arrange what is going to happen because see the thing about marketing is once you have your blueprint set out and that campaign starts running you don't want anything that will cut it short because we're trying to test here we're trying to record what we are doing is it working yeah. i was running an ad for my recent launch of my um cohort last month and along the way i decided to stop the ad running to nigerians and try nigerians abroad what happened it flopped hmm. because we needed a bigger budget to run that but the fact is that i was able to get that message i got that i noted that down and it has helped me should i want to run ads again for foreigners next time so that's the thing you need to understand that we are going to be taking notes so you don't want anything that will cut that campaign short yeah okay so these are the things that i would tell a brand should they want to be launching a new product amazing amazing now this is a very tricky question but if you had the opportunity to choose only one marketing channel for that startup if you were allowed to only choose one marketing channel which one would you go for and why um as much as you say it's tricky it's really not it's quite defined and i'm going to use my own brand as an example so the writing hackers academy is my brand where i teach um freelance writing content marketing and how to you know make money online passive income kind of stuff so um if i were to go back in time and want to choose a marketing channel for that beautiful brand i will start with instagram why because of all the, the channels i have for it instagram is really taking this like it's hitting the ground running i mean it's doing so well i know how when i started that account last year may and as at now we have 2000 plus followers compared to my other accounts that i have started long before that so it's really growing may not be as fast as some of these people out there but considering the effort i'm putting it's going well so it's about where your audience is yeah. i'm not saying that people that need me are not on twitter but you know it depends on the platform 
if for instance the platform is um supportive of new accounts that would affect your own decision considering where you want to start i'm going to give you an example okay so for med penpal i talk about how i can help brands with their content marketing particularly in content management of blogs and all the rest and i also talk about how i can help health brands to grow on linkedin mm-hmm. be it personal accounts to grow or company page management whichever one i can help you on linkedin now i have my medpenpal is active on instagram tiktok twitter and linkedin and for twitter and linkedin i talk more about the content marketing aspect where i talk about my writing skills showcase and tell you how you can grow your own blog and all of that to attract editors who are looking for people that can manage their you know blogs But then I focus more on the LinkedIn aspect on Instagram and TikTok. Why do I separate this thing? It's not like I don't talk about LinkedIn on Twitter and LinkedIn or I don't talk about writing on Instagram and TikTok. But it's just because I have dis- I have found out, I have done my own research and found out that most of the people who are interested in all these things that I talk about content marketing are on LinkedIn and Twitter compared to Twitter, TikTok and Instagram. So I decided to just move more of that. It's not like I did I separated them all there is no kind of content that connects the two but at the same time i am looking at my audience where are they yeah. so for a marketing channel that you know is a startup you look at where your audience are which which channel will favor you then you have to start with one so if you know that most of the people you are trying to look at for out for the people you are trying to attract the people that you want them to pay you are on twitter then go all head in to twitter <laughs> take out 12 months focus on twitter see what happens when it starts growing when it starts kicking off you can decide to go to linkedin instagram tiktok what not amazing amazing now i know that you preach the linkedin gospel on your social media platform on twitter especially most of your videos are constantly talking about linkedin is amazing linkedin is good for your brand linkedin is this why linkedin for marketers why linkedin for business owners what can it do for them Okay so um the reason why I choose LinkedIn is because that's where the people that are going to pay me are like I was reached out to on like I literally told you my story yeah. for Forbes the person I was reaching out to found her on LinkedIn WebMD LinkedIn Healthline LinkedIn Fitbit LinkedIn so why not LinkedIn I mean that's where you as as a social media as a service provider rather most of the people that have the money to pay you what you deserve are on LinkedIn so the best thing you can do is to focus on building your your brand there and people would naturally reach out to you opportunities will find you you know so that's the reason why i say linkedin okay. and i say marketer linkedin is somewhere where business owners and that's where most of these people are they are vps they are vp assistants they are on linkedin so why won't you take advantage of that opportunity and grow your brand mm-hmm. on linkedin then you can also choose any other social media platform to get more people to, more, more eyes on your business true true now i don't know if you have seen this um conversation or rather argument on twitter of sales and marketing if you are in sales and marketing after 3 years you should I have started yes it. you should have started earning I 100k per month 100k dollars per month yeah 10000 dollars per month in the first 12 months as a start mm-hmm. for you what is the most you have earned on a gig or a role or a project what is the most you have earned for that well 
The thing is, I have mostly been in the content writing space and I'm currently trying to build my career in content marketing and go over and beyond. Yeah. But as a content ma- as a content writer, um, you can earn as little as um I told you one thousand naira. Yeah, but then that was um Nigerian based for international clients. They can pay a hundred dollars per article, yeah. one fifty dollars per article, and they can also pay a thousand dollars per article. Like it's not like um impossible. It's something that they do. Yeah, there are some of my clients that I charge per rate. You can charge clients per rate fifty cents per word. Yeah, fifty cents per word. Yeah, you can charge some of them a dollar per word. So if you write a thousand words, that's a thousand bucks straight. Now I'm I'm trying to get the the sweet gist there. Is why I, was, I said you should personalize it. And for you personally, mm-hmm. what is the most you are hand on an article? Can you share that? Uh, I I cannot really remember because you know there are a lot of numbers coming into my head. <laughs> Money. But in terms of <laughs> no, in terms of rates, in terms of rates, I have charged as high as fifty cents per word. Amazing, amazing, really beautiful. All right, what automation tools do you use as part of your workflow? I use Notion. It's beautiful. And just yesterday, I was replying to someone that asked, um, you people that always say Notion, what do you see in Notion, you know? <laughs> so the thing is, the thing about Notion is that I use it for everything that has to do with managing my business. My community, the Freelance Writers Haven NG, I use it to outline the activities I have for the month for them. For my brand, the Writing Hackers Academy, I use it to outline my content calendar, the ideas and all. For my brand at MedPenPal, I do the same outline the ideas for the nigerians content marketers hangout which is like a twitter space held monthly by i latif and david Mm -hmm. my two other content marketing friends we organize our ideas on notion and then there are so many other things that i organize on notion my emails my email list articles some things that you can literally do everything that has to do with running your business on notion and connect it to to slack where you will have conversations with people that you are working with you seem like a very organized person (laughs) i'm a very organized person like i like i don't joke with it i'm very organized and i don't like it when people disorganize like if i'm disorganizing anything when it comes to my business i don't joke with that at all Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so yeah that's one of my then the other automation tool will be my virtual assistant which is not like a tool but it's a tool if you get what i mean (laughs) so yeah we like that's that's that would be it i don't think there's any other thing i use i mean i know there's hype fury to automate your tweets there is later to automate your instagram stories and feeds and all of that then there are some apps like linkedin pinterest that have um they can schedule your posts ahead of time but because i do not really like scheduling posts except that i'm trying that with pinterest for now but for my other account, I don't really like scheduling posts. I like posting it real time. That's why I use my VA rather than, you know, investing in apps. I feel like it gives a human touch. Yeah. Yeah. On marketing Twitter, maybe every three to four market days or every three to four <laughs> days in the week, uh, there's this conversation around there are some redundant rules in marketing. People sometimes say growth marketing should be part of content marketing and should not be a separate rule by itself. Other people say uh, content marketing or sales is supposed to be a part of digital marketing. Are there roles that you think are redundant presently in marketing? Um, I do not think any role is redundant because the thing is I'm constantly learning every single day about this whole thing called marketing. 
And, you know, there's a kind of marketing called account-based marketing, ABM. And ABM is like targeting B2B. Now, if someone comes out and starts telling me that ABM is supposed to be under, mm, let me see, B2B, or no, it doesn't make sense to me because these things are there for a reason, okay? Something like growth marketing now is technical. Don't allow anyone to kid you. It's, it's actually technical. You have to start analyzing things. You have to start analyzing um, metrics and all of that. So I do not really think or agree that, you know, these things are redundant. I believe that content marketing is a part of digital marketing, but in as much as it's a part, it also has its own function for a brand. Now, you see, just by the fact that email, sending out emails is a form of content marketing, but email marketing on its own, there are so many rules, there's so many laws that you should observe mm -hmm. depending on where you are bringing your business to. So you can't say that email marketing is a part of content marketing. It has its own field. It has its own section. Mm -hmm. You can say that you have a content marketing agency and part of your services is to write emails and help your brand brands to publish and market themselves. But you cannot... Um, underestimate or undervalue an email marketing agency mm -hmm. that only focuses on emails they are valid in their service as much as you are valid in adding emails to your own service that's just true. it true how do you repurpose your existing content to reach newer audience well what i do is you know when people say repurpose they think that it's just to collect something you posted six months ago and post it again that's reposting that's not repurposing okay so now if you want to repurpose content if i want to repurpose content that i posted like three months ago i'll go back look at it and look at another angle that i'll use to make another one you know maybe i listed some options for something maybe i said three ways that you can start or you can thrive as a finance writer in nigeria and i i listed the three ways I will go back and pick one of those ways and say this is one of the ways that I feel my student has been able to use and thrive as a finance writer in Nigeria. Okay. So I've repurposed that old content. I didn't have to think of a new idea and I was able to get something fresh. Sure. Yeah, that's one of the ways. I think other ways, um, if you write a long form content, you can break them into bits mm -hmm. and expand on those bits. Yeah. More or less like if you write a blog post, you can make them into um, a video for LinkedIn or Instagram or TikTok. Exactly. You can even interview someone to talk about that topic for a podcast. Mm -hmm. you can break it down and send it as newsletters yep. something like that yes exactly i agree with you quick question if you were to pick a brand to work with presently based on the amazing and prominent brands you've worked with already which would it be I don't have any brand at the top of my mind, but if you are talking in terms of qualities based on my own experience, I'll look for a brand that would try to help me to become better because I believe that there is always room for improvement yeah. and I don't want to I mean, be in a situation whereby I am not, I'm not free enough to, you know, ask certain questions and also give my own opinions, my, make my own decisions, yeah. that kind of thing. That's what I'll be looking for should I want to work with a brand. You know, this time it won't be a chicken race race to the end where I'm like, oh, I'm any brand that comes is fine. Right now, I'm in the stage of selecting who I work with. And that's what I also encourage my students to do right from the onset, that you shouldn't just make yourself available for every single job out there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You should always look out for yourself. As much as you are trying to help somebody, you also need to be helped. And that's exactly what, you know, I would consider if I am looking to work with a brand at this point. That's a, an amazing perspective. 
thank you for that winding down if you could go back in time and give your younger self one piece of marketing advice what would it be uh my younger self what will we tell you there's so many things but then one thing i'll say is never give up as cliche as that sounds i know how many times i've wanted to just pack up my you know <laughs> everybody should just go and sleep like but then i i know how many times that i have not done that and the result and it has been amazing yeah you know god is so amazing he has made my 30 years to be three years that's how I see it. And so I would tell my younger self to cling and hold on to God because it will be much easier when you do that. You don't have to worry. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, don't give up. Don't even, it's not an option. Yeah. Okay. My friend always says, last, last. We, Good day, we all right. day all right. Yeah. <laughs> and if we know day all right, we never reach the end. That's what he always say. And that's just what I believe. In the end, it will be all right. And if we're not all right, it's not. So that's, that's it. That's what I'll say. Hmm. All right. Where can we go to learn more about Margaret? On what platforms? You can talk to me on Instagram at MedPenPal. And you can talk to me on LinkedIn at Margaret Etudo. Okay. And Twitter. My my name is the same for my Instagram. I don't even need to, you know, glorify it more. <laughs> Instagram, Twitter, TikTok is MedPenPal. On LinkedIn, it's my name, Margaret Etudo. That's it. Then if you want to learn freelance writing, you want to learn or get tips on how to make money online, visit at the Writing Hackers Academy on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, and LinkedIn. Yeah, that's where we are and we're waiting so <laughs> join in join in join, join if you're on. listening to this check out the platforms sign up for the writing archives academy and become a better writer yeah, you get. this has been a very exciting episode yes. thank you so much Margaret. thank you so much for having me it has also been a masterclass. so <laughs> thank you for all the knowledge and lessons you've been able to share you're welcome Thanks for joining me on this episode of Marketing Over Wine. To listen to more career stories of marketing professionals around the world, subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or any podcast app of your choice. Or simply visit marketingoverwine.com to stay up to date.